What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, guys, happy Friday. Clap back with you. I know this is like the third day in a row that you've had me, so I promise Monday we've got some new folks coming for you if you've had too much of me. Just stay tuned. Monday we're going to continue on through the book of Judges. So I wanted to close out Joshua, and we talked about uh, Joshua's funeral, and then we talked about it again yesterday. But the way that Judges, and, and, and Joshua for that matter, the way they're written, it kind of does like, uh, I don't know if you've seen a Christopher Nolan movie where he kind of messes with time, and it's like he talks about something, and then you see the events of something that already happened before, and then it's just kind of... So today we're talking about, it's going to mention the death of Joshua again. And so I think that's an emphasis that we need to be to see and have placed on the events of Israel's history. So we see Joshua dies, and there's these key kind of questions being asked at the end of Joshua, where it's like, Israel obeys, you know, as long as Joshua's alive, right? And then it's this question. And then obviously we see that there's this cycle of uh, no no leader, and the people are, are sinful, and they don't accomplish all that God had called them to in the book of Joshua that they set out to do. They they started strong, and all through Joshua, there, there's this thread of, of halfway discipleship, of halfway obedience, and it starts to really unwind here in Judges. We see this cycle over and over again. I know we're going to repeat that. It's going to be really repetitive through Joshua, but that's the way it's written. And so there's this cycle of, of Israel's just downward spiral. There's a cycle of, uh, you know, and we're going to see that today. And so I'll shut up. I'll start reading in Judges chapter 2. This is 23 verses, so let's get through it together. Uh, Judges chapter 2, verses 1 through 23 out of the ESV. Now the angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bochim, and he said, quote, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you into the land that I swore to give to your fathers. I said, quote, I will never break my covenant with you, and you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall break down their altars. But you have not obeyed my voice. What is this you have done? So now I say, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall become thorns in your sides, and their gods shall be a snare to you. As soon as the angel of the Lord spoke these words to all the people of Israel, the people lifted up their voices and wept, and they called the name of that place Bochim, and they sacrificed there to the Lord. Verse 6. When Joshua did, so, so Joshua was alive again now, right? We're repeating stuff that we've already seen before. It's overlapping, all right? Verse 6. When Joshua dismissed the people, the people of Israel went each to his inheritance to take possession of the land. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great work that the Lord had done for Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at age 110 years. And they buried him within the boundaries of his inheritance at Tinmoth Heres in the hill country of Ephraim, north of the mountain of Gosh. And all that generation also were gathered to their fathers. And there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. Verse 11. 
And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. And they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. They went after other gods from among the gods of the peoples who were around them. And they bowed down to them, and they provoked the Lord to anger. They abandoned the Lord and served the Baals and Ashtaroth. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he gave them over to plunderers who plundered them. And he sold them into their hand of their surrounding enemies so that they could no longer withstand their enemies. Whenever they marched out, the hand of the Lord was against them for harm, as the Lord had warned and as the Lord had sworn to them. And they were in terrible distress. Verse 16. Then the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Yet they did not listen to their judges, for they whored after other gods and bowed down to them. They soon turned aside from the way in which their fathers had walked, who had obeyed the commandments of the Lord, and they did not do so. Whenever the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge, and he saved them from the hand of their enemies all the days of that judge. For the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who afflicted and oppressed them. But whenever the judge died, they turned back and were more corrupt than their fathers, going after other gods, serving them and bowing down to them. They did not drop any of their practices or their stubborn ways. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And he said, Because this people have transgressed my covenant that I commanded their fathers and have not obeyed my voice, I will no longer drive out before them any of the nations that Joshua left when he died in order to test Israel by them, whether they will take care to walk in the way of the Lord as their fathers did or not. So the Lord left those nations, not driving them out quickly, and he did not give them into the hand of Joshua. Okay, and so we've said this over and over, and you'll hear it more, but it's this This is the start of the cycle, and, and chapter 2 is explaining it. I mean, it's verbatim, like, I don't really have to explain it all that much. It, it says it for us, like, this is why God did what he did. And so I, I kind of want to go back and look at something in Joshua just really quickly. So Joshua chapter 24, just to contrast everything that we just heard in chapter 2. So the end of Joshua, uh, he's he's pleading with his people. So Joshua says to the people, you know, verse, verse 20 of chapter 24. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after having done you good. So God kept his promises for good, but if you cross them, like he's still a holy God, he's still a just God, and he will be, <laughs> he's going to fulfill those promises as well, like his wrath and all that things, you know. So verse 21, uh, the people said to Joshua, no, but we will serve the Lord. <laughs> then Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourself that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And the people said, we are witnesses. He said, then put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, the Lord, our God, we will serve and his voice. We will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and put in statutes and rules for them at Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of law of God. And so Joshua was like, you know, I warned you. You know, don't don't go that way. But the and the people are like, yeah, we're gonna serve God, yeah. And then we read all these events. It's like, I mean, they didn't even do that in the and fully in the book of Joshua. And it just gets worse and worse. Well, how do we account for that? 
The biggest reason that we'll see throughout the rest of the book is that Israel took their sin with them into the promised land. Uh, Another reason, a big one, is that Joshua died, right? And so maybe they they put Joshua on too much of a platform and their hope wasn't really in God. And so when Joshua and then that that generation kind of died out, they're kind of leaderless and they, they didn't have that conviction in and of themselves. And so these tribes are, are ineffective and, you know, leaderless and, you know, they just, it's that slippery slope again. They go, go their way and they start, you know, worshiping the Baals and, and it just, it goes downhill from there. And, but another thing is, uh, you know, as the generation progresses, there's also blame to be had on the previous generation, right? I know throughout history, like it's always the next, you know, all the kids these these days, oh millennials and oh Gen Z, like all that, like, but the previous generations share blame in that as well. And that that's one of the biggest things that they're commanded in the Old Testament is to, hey, pass these things on. Not only the information, but the awe, the, you know, the emphasis on it, why it's a big deal, you know? And so clearly, now that's not to put all the blame on them, but clearly there's some blame on these things not being passed down. And then again, we see, you know, God's faithful. And then there's some harsh language here that God's turning against them for harm. And, you know, for anybody who was with us in Joshua that just had this anger and like just questions about like, why would God, you know, drive out these Canaanites and kill all these people? And like, God's so vengeful. That's not fair. And that's not a whole, I don't, I don't, that's not my God. Like that, if you have a problem with that, well, then I would encourage you to check this out. (laughs) I mean, like his own people who he's been using to cleanse this land of sin and act as an arm of his judgment. Well, that's not fair. That's one nation doing it to another. That's like, well, now God's upset with Israel and look, his hand is against them. So God's not playing favorites when it comes to his, his holiness and, and taking his covenant seriously. He's doing this not out of spite, but to, to be disciplined and it's a loving gesture. And so God institutes this cycle because of his compassion, but also his wrath and his, his anger. And the cycles, they're, they're glimpses, like we said, they're glimpses, they're incomplete, and the people who are, are, are supposed to keep this, the other side of the covenant don't keep it, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And, you know, any time a judge saves them, they, they, they just they left off worse than they were before. But that's not God's doing. Ultimately, this points to, like, Israel's history is showing us that, like, we need a savior. We need a new heart. We need a king. We need, you know, this unprecedented outpouring of the Holy Spirit to empower us in our lives so that we can keep the covenant and be in right relationship with God because that's what he did for us. And so I, I thank God in this this portion of Israel's history as we'll continue to see that this points to Jesus. Hope this continues to encourage you guys as you read Judges for yourself. We'll see you back on Monday with more of Judges in the New Vision podcast. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.